I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast. And we are finished, Gary. This is it. This is what happens at the end of Deadly mm-hmm. Genesis. Mm-hmm. And stay tuned to the end of this episode to hear what we're doing next. A special announcements. Koi Boys. It's, it's Koi Boy Boys. Week on Days of Future Cast. It's Koi Boy Week on Duckfeed. <laughs> and we, Tee-hee. we are uh, only going to kind of tell you what we think about this comic book. We think it's... Yeah, yep, you're going to have to, to get the rest of it, you're going to have to go to our Instagram. Uh, <laughs> go log into our adult TikTok house. I created a um, MySpace for us. Go check that out. <laughs> the, the, uh, I love that MySpace is still around. I don't have my login and stuff, but my, my old band still has a MySpace, and there's still like MB3s that are up on there, I um, uh, and I can no longer access them. We made a significantly long and probably completely unfunny joke about doing a making a myspace for monster of the week so i did it i like like logged in and like tried to create a new account and mm. do anything and i have never seen a more incompetent not since i've tried to use mastodon have i seen a more okay. incompetent <laughs> social media network because like all it does is shove bands that you've heard of in your face like there's no like discovering yeah. anything which is like kind of what i thought i never had a myspace i was too cool for that shit but like i'd I was also not like plugged into, I was not making or consuming a lot of local music. So, but like never had that MySpace thing, but like, I was like, Oh yeah, here's, you know, fucking, I can't even remember one of them. It was like Mr. Worldwide, whoever that guy is. I can't remember his name now. Um, shit. Who was that dude? Dude, like you, you're asking literally the the second worst person to oh ask. My God, after you. I can't remember. It doesn't, um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. People are losing their minds yeah. on this podcast right now. Um, but yeah, it was like the most popular art mainstream artist of all time. It was like, do you do you know this guy? Do you want to follow it? I'm like, no, not at all. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I, I'm doing this for a oh, podcast Pitbull. Joke. That's who it is. I just can't remember oh, Pitbull. Pitbull. <laughs> I remember. I knew who Pitbull was. I didn't know he was known as Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So. Uh, that's stole it from me uh, not a not super familiar with the uh the lesser and greater works of pitbull you know? <laughs> no you haven't all right yeah no not even, i mean sometimes gary you know if you don't if you don't want to be left behind you really have to reach out and try to you know connect with the kids i yearn for the day i am left behind <laughs> and by, is the thing <laughs> and by kids i mean the people that pay other artists to do sprite commercials that's who i'm t- telling you to connect yeah. with <laughs> yep i am i'm good uh leave me behind um here's our finale yes um you know so uh all of like a lot of the stuff has been uh, dropped xavier yep no powers no powers Uh, walking around third summer's brother kabambo um you know the x-men has the shittiest cemetery in all of history according to this cover mm-hmm. which i very much adore um just some x's just some excuse me just some plus signs with some just tattered rags on them yeah no good why does wolverine look um, so pretty on this cover gary it's it lots of face makeup yeah like this is like makeup tutorial wolverine dude looks like he's had his cheekbones done that's all i'm saying yeah um, it's a very show me something in a beautiful elegant wolverine <laughs> um he's also pretty tall as well i hate it when people draw wolverine tall. me too he's as tall as colossus yeah uh you know just come on dude um but luckily mark sylvester is a piece of shit yeah oh, fuck this guy in his cover so uh we left uh, off with all of the x-men or the, the current team of x-men uh confronting kid vulcan on muir island xavier has shown up and is about to confess all of his misdeeds and it's a exposition heavy issue everybody um yes we it's yeah. he's revealed that he doesn't he can't use his telepathic powers so he's gonna just have to like you know talk to him 
Yeah. Uh, everybody kind of freaks out about this, obviously. And Vulcan gets into some bigotry, you know, I'm more powerful than all your X-Men and you, you're just a human. Yeah. Like you're not even anything more than that. You know, uh, he's upset cause this was part of his plan. Like he, you know, he had this big plan for revenge, specifically making the X-Men feel what he felt that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xavier's like, I can't do that. You know? And he's like, Marvel girl, you do it. Yeah. You know, borrow professor Xavier's brains. Uh, do this or I'm going to blow him up. And uh, uh, we get that exactly what happened when this new team of X-Men land on um, Krakoa. Krakoa. Uh, and it's, yeah. and it's very bad. Like they, they immediately encounter a lot of resistance. Uh, this Island is basically a nuts. So Island immediately trying to kill it. And like everybody is telling kid Vulcan like, Hey, this, this feels super weird. Uh, we've already lost communication with the professor. Like this, this is no good. We need to, we, we need to do something else. And kid Vulcan just pushes ahead. Um, yeah. Sway uses her powers you- to, to determine that the X-Men are still alive. And, you know, of course Vulcan who has now knows that Cyclops is his brother is like, we're going to go on no matter what. And this is kind of good characterization, I guess for Vulcan, like as much as I don't love Vulcan, um, you know, he's really mad at uh, Scott. He's really mad at, xavier and stuff he's got some guilt too mm-hmm. right like he's he's the one who was pushing them on everyone was saying like let's go back and he's like we can't do that we're x-men yeah you know like we we have to do that don't forget you know you're a fucking x-man we don't run you know so there's a little bit of guilt motivating him which i like and, um and even though he's showing like kind of an awesome display of power and like they're they're all using their powers very well like they're not making any kind of dent on these things like they're they're everything keeps forming back together the thing is just a mindless monster that they can't deal with and you know they're 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 even though they get scott out they aren't really like they're not doing anything like they're not winning this like they only managed to get scott and not any of the other x-men out yeah uh, during this plan, Xavier and Rachel, or during this uh, viewing, have make a little plan. Like they get out of range, and Vulcan is distracted by the kind of the emotional content. And uh, he's basically like, "I can, you know, he's really dangerous. I have a plan. If we move quickly, we can we can take care of this." Yeah. Um, you know, in the past, like they're taking him there, and Cyclops is like, "What's going on? My powers aren't working. You're those kids. What are you doing here?" You know, uh, and this uh, Vulcan's like, we're not kids. We're full fledged X-Men. We've been training for months. Cyclops is like months. Look at this calendar. <laughs> look, at, uh, look at my watch. It's, he was, it can do sums. Yeah. And it has a clock. <laughs> Xavier said not to look at calendars while we we're on the island. So we, we don't want to. <laughs> Xavier said we're not um, to look at calendars. It's very funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he, he basically reveals like, hey, I'm your brother, too. Like, I'm a Summers. Uh, you know, he knew it from the moment we were there, uh, you know, before I met him. Uh, and he's just like, that, that's wild. Um, at this point, uh, Havoc interrupts. He's like, I'm also a Summer's brother. Like, why haven't I been a bigger <laughs> part of the story? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Me too. <Yeah. laughs> I exist. I'm here. Uh, I-, I had to take off my cargo shorts for this. <laughs> I need some attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you see how uncomfortable my new costume looks? Um, the uh and he basically is like what the hell you know vulcan's like yeah somebody can make you forget things mm-hmm. uh you know um havoc is about to flip out on xavier until xavier is like no gabriel wasn't born on earth like it's not what you think yeah and we find out the reason why he's the third summer's brother is because corsair's uh you know the cyclops's mom corsair's uh wife was pregnant when uh they were kidnapped yes 
and um, when they killed the wife, they drug the unborn baby out of it, which there's an absolutely gruesome shot of that down this in this comic yeah. book, for, which seems yeah. kind of excessive. Um, but then because the emperor Slime at baby. the time like needed a bunch of slaves, they put it in a um, like a an incubation acceler a goo tank. Everybody, it's a, it's more goo. Yeah, it's a goo tank. Yeah, nutrient bath. Nutrient bath, um, and grew the baby super fast. So the baby is like way older than it should be. Yes. Uh, you know, and this is a big revelation to Vulcan. You know, I, I knew there were aliens, but I didn't know. And Charles is like, can you see your life has had such tragedy? This is horrible. Don't add to it. You know, you're a victim too. Uh, and he's just like, he assumes that Xavier is trying to use his powers on him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's so unused to anybody expressing empathy that he assumes it's a trick. You know, and he basically says, all you've done is give me a new person to hate. Like the Shi'ar have, have now made my shit list. Yeah. And then Xavier said, uh, you know, he demands that Xavier finish the story. So Xavier says, you know, Rachel show us Cyclops memories, but Cyclops doesn't actually have them. They're in my mind, not his. And of course, Cyclops, yeah. I love Cyclops. I can't believe you just said that. Like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> this is ridiculous. And, um, and sure enough, it's now time for, uh, Cyclops who had just got back to the mansion uh, having been rescued by this team and the team went immediately back um, and yep. things didn't go well to grab the rest of the X-Men. Yep. And they get slaughtered, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just like Krakoa is incredibly pissed. Uh, it stole something from them. And also, uh, you know, Vulcan was actually able to hurt it. So there's like living volcano thing pops up and just kills everybody. Yeah. You know, slices people in half, kills them and everything. And Cyclops is freaking out. Like I, you know, I didn't get hurt in this place. This isn't how it happened. You know, I let my own brother die. I let Gene down, you know, what happened. Uh, and we come back to Xavier, you know, coming back in, you know, when he had, or when Cyclops had come back, he wanted to go rescue mm-hmm. the rest of them and on his own. And Cyclops or Xavier was like, no, you can't do that. There's still hope. Like we have to do this differently, but he wouldn't listen. So Xavier put him to sleep. Yep. Uh, not like a dog. <laughs> Like Xavier didn't like take him to the humane society and like inject him. He made him go to sleep and erase those memories because Cyclops, while he still had those memories, he was going to rush off alone to go get killed. Yep. Because you know, Cyclops is Cyclops. And of course, Morrid knows this and, um, they have a a confrontation of, which he demands, like, what are you going to do about this? You know, what, how is he going to handle this? How is he going to live like this? And Xavier says, well, you know, I decided that he doesn't need to, to know. And he said, she says, you've decided. And like, should be noted like Xavier's crying during this like he's got literal tears on his face so like this is not an easy yeah. thing for him to come to but um you know he he made that decision on behalf of Cyclops um and the present day Cyclops is like no no the island just just let us go like it spoke to us and Xavier's like nope full on lie made all that shit up sorry dude like I made yeah. all that up it's weird <clears throat> yeah i let I, and it shows him with the giant size x-men uh there and he's like this is what it really sounded like and the island just goes rawr, 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 rawr. you know uh because if you read giant size x-men number one i i is on that uh you know shout out to my marvelous year that podcast i guessed it on the uh year like 1975 of giant size x-men it's a weird comic uh and it is real weird that the island's like go get more mutants for me and cyclops is like yes sir <laughs> right away and goes and do- does it <laughs> you know so the idea that this is uh xavier influencing his mind to justify mm-hmm. uh this makes a lot more sense um you know? and yeah so you know yeah. vulcan calls him out you're even more devious than i thought um 
and of course he asked the the most important question of this is like if everybody on this island died why am i not dead and rachel has yeah. figured this out where nobody else has um he basically absor- as they were dying he's absorbed all of their powers um and yes and darwin used basically the last of his power to protect him as the island got sent out into space yeah they all they all saved like they all saved him mm-hmm. like sway made the time slow down Petra made them go into the earth. Darwin saved them and sent, uh, you know, everything off into space uh, or Jean Grey sent her go into space. They were still there underground. Uh, most of them dead, but Vulcan not dead. Yep. Uh, so he was sent up into space. And like Nightcrawler, Darwin did a piggyback. He's still in there. Yep. He, and it's time. Yep, and he Rachel can do says, anything to survive. Cause he can do anything. And uh, Rachel reaches out and says, it's time for him to wake up. And like a weird psychokinetic smoke starts coming out. Uh, And of course, Logan, when this happens, Vulcan collapses and he's in pain and Logan sees this as a weakness. So he's like, oh, I'm going to go kill this dude now. This is the time for me to go kill somebody. Yeah. yeah. I I love this like dialogue here where like uh, Xavier's like, what have you done? He's like, I did what you told me to do when we were planning. I found his weakness. And Wolverine just like weakness, you know, and just immediately runs forward um good wolverine content but now they can take them yeah uh they're basically you know we may not get another chance chuck we have to take him uh emma asked scott what to do like he's back he's the leader and he's like whatever he's been doing uh to shut them off my powers are back logan is right we have to stop him yep um there's there's some fighting um everybody is kind of just doing the normal attack routine and then uh wolverine throws kitty pride through him and that seems to like really fuck him up as she as she phases through him, and it seems to really fuck her up as well. So, yeah, yeah, they've got him on the ropes, you know. And uh, Cyclops tells him to give up. He's like, "So this is the X Men now?" I'm like, "Dude, you've just been killing people left and right." Like, you know, I don't, I don't know if you get to cast stones here. You got no moral um, high ground on this. <laughs> no moral high ground at all. Um, he basically, you know, I can't believe I wanted to be one of you. You're not my brother. You're not anything. And flies off into space as a big teen pout. Thing. Yeah. And then goes off into a miniseries where he fights the Shi'ar that uh, you could not pay me to read. No. Uh, so. What if, Gary? If somebody donated to Patreon.com slash Sophie. Had to be a lot, man. Um, uh, I don't want to start auctioning off the. No, uh, not at all. You know, the rights to choose what we do on this show. Not at all. That would be. That's. Yeah. No. That would just put us right back at X-Men Evolution no. because people are goofs yeah. on the internet. Um, We've evolved. We no longer have to do that. Cyclops is extremely angry, tells Professor Xavier not to touch him and refuses to listen to anything he says. Uh, but they also have to deal with Darwin, who is basically putting his body back together again uh, somehow. Yeah. Um, and a week later, as two more Sentinels like kind of hang out over uh, the, the mansion, like he's even gone further. So he's, we saw him as a skeleton and now he's got, got a nervous system and some skin going. So he's literally bringing his own body back because that's what Darwin does. Uh, and we go to, uh, the funeral that the Sentinels are watching where all the X-Men are, uh, have created, uh, you know, tombstones, not just for Banshee, but also for the other, uh, X-Men who died on Krakoa mm-hmm. that they didn't know they had, uh, Sway and Petra, you know, super sucks that um, Xavier had not done that before. Yep. It seems like uh, it would have really put a hole in his, uh, this never happened. <laughs> I'm just saying like, every day someone's like, who's Petra? I was walking through the graveyard. Uh, I wanted to visit Jean's grave and I, I is that Petra? Who's Petra? <laughs> uh, you know, just like immediately erasing his mind. What if somebody came up to him and was like, Hey, 
I've got these cool powers. I mesmerize people with my hips. Like all I have to do is kind of move them back and forth and, I, and they're mesmerized. I want to call myself Sway and he's like, denied. Request denied. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a big stamp. Your name is Shakira now. Go away. <laughs> uh, your name is Winehouse. She's not using it. Um, oh, rough chuckle. <laughs> uh so we get there and uh Xavier tries to do his traditional Apollo do thing. Mm-hmm. You know, again, this this story has a lot in common with like the the Dark Phoenix movie, actually. Uh, he's like, listen, I know I portrayed you, betrayed you, let me explain. And Cyclops is like, I know why you did it. I do understand. I've known you most of my life. I've trusted you. I know you weren't perfect, but I can't do this. Like, I can't get over this. You're no longer welcome here. Uh Xavier's like, you know, this is my home. He's like, no. You know, this is the Institute. You're not even a mutant. Like, you don't get to stay here. So that's the other kind of big deal that happens out of this. Yeah. Is uh, Xavier no longer gets to, you know, and presumably he owns it. But fuck him. <laughs> uh, he doesn't get to stay there anymore. <laughs> mutants only. I mean, you know? like, he's been gone for a while. They probably had him declared legally dead because, you know, Scott's, Kitty Pride, excuse me, is no stranger to paperwork. So she got that shit done immediately. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, Kitty Pride has signed over the property rights already. Uh, you know, so, and you, I, I forged your signature and I don't want to hear fucking one thing about it. Uh, <laughs> it's the same panel. It's up, instead of professor Xavier's a jerk. It's like professor Xavier has legally been declared dead and we could get all of yeah. this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> professor Xavier is a notary. Uh, <laughs> he signed it. Um, and that's a, that's deadly Genesis. Like yeah. a bunch of stuff. It didn't last until 2020, but a bunch of, Big stuff happened. Well, and we should we this, should mention you know? that the the last page of this is just uh, Kid Vulcan oh, yeah. flying into space uh, with visions of his dad being murdered or his his mom being murdered and the guy that did it, which is uh, Shiar dude whose name I forget because I don't care about Shiar that much. It's like it's it's not Dakin because that's Wolverine's son. It's not Brandon. <laughs> pretty <laughs> I don't sure think it's Brandon. I don't I don't think we should look it up, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's Brandon the Shiar. I don't know how you could prove me Dakin? wrong. <laughs> there, there's uh i know who this guy is from my vague x-men knowledge but i don't remember because yeah. uh he's one yeah, of those he's, he's a bird yeah, person he's a, yeah um, he's a bird person yeah like like we've talked about yeah. like i think this is a really good miniseries i like um i'm a, i'm kind of a sucker sometimes for this like uh let's alter the future and and like you know let's let's tell you what really happened with some stuff like some basic stuff that you thought you like retcon I, I like some yeah. retcon sometimes. I, uh, I guess that's what you would call yeah, it. I just uh, uh, I'm so associate retcon with bad that I was I couldn't get to that word. I guess like a story of like what really happened in the margins of a story you really know, yeah, uh, very well is is what I'm. I think that's what you're talking about. And that's what I'm a sucker for as well. Mm-hmm. Like something that recontextualizes stuff you've already seen, um, especially when it's got this kind of like mythic, you know weight to it mm-hmm. like the you know the new x-men coming and grabbing uh the old x-men from krakoa is the beginning of why the x-men were ever good really yeah you know like 60s x-men those are bad comics generally like this was the beginning of like the claremont era you know a couple issues from that and when like things started becoming what made us fall in love you know with the property so the idea of like you don't know everything about that is really interesting and compelling to me um, at the time, this set up a pretty interesting status quo for the X-Men, you know, Xavier being kicked off the farm. That's interesting. Uh, you know, answering that third summer's brother mystery had a bunch of Cyclops stuff. I think this is kind of the beginning of what, uh, leads to utopia 
like when he goes off and lives in San Francisco on that island, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it's partly because of a lack of Xavier's guidance. So this had an impact for a while. Yeah. And it's, you know, again, like it's, I think um, it's a little stretched out. Like, I don't think this needed necessarily be mm-hmm. six issues, um, but I, 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 it's enjoyable for what it is. Like, it's a good story. Like, it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not perfect. And I don't think it's um, as the highs are not as high as, I, as something in like new X-Men, but it's extremely consistent. And it tells the story that it wants to tell extremely well. Um, as much as yeah. I f- kind of feel like Kid Vulcan, like I kind of wish that dude had just been a dude, right? Like, and like, I, yeah. there's an alternate version of the story where he doesn't fly off to space. Instead, like a, the X Men adopt him and try to rehabilitate him. That I think is even more interesting. Uh, but you know, Marvel gonna Marvel. Like they had to have a dude fly into space at the end of something. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a kind of the kind of thing that like uh, if the X Men had a more modern story would take this thing very differently. Yeah. I think so it's too. very of its time, you know? Um, yeah. So, but for what it is, I, I really like this story. Uh, not as much as I like what we're covering next. Gary, tell you've been dying, man. You've been dying to tell people. Let's get it out there. Dying. Uh, we're getting to another big one. We, we took our, our month off to do small stories. Um, we're going to cover the, uh, Peter Milligan, Mike Allred, uh, X force and ecstatics run. Yes, we are. Bam. You're excited, man. This is uh, this is your favorite I, series. This is uh, so my favorite X Men series is is Grant Morrison's new X Men. Sure. If I count associated X Men, this is my favorite. Okay. Uh, not my favorite comic of all time. Like that's probably going to be like Authority or Providence or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Some, but something real stuffy and intellectual, think, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some Vertigo, Vertigo wankery. But I think this comic. Uh, I like you know, Mike Allred. I, I, I like Plantation Vampire. That's my favorite comic book. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, Mike Allred is my favorite comic artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, this comic is is really funny. And it has a lot of really imaginative ideas. Yeah. It's really, it's um, really, it's really a fun read. And like the, the imagination part of it, like just the, like, Hey, we're going to go really crazy in this universe is really the, the attractor for me of just like, we're not going to do the basic kind of storylines and things that you're used to seeing. Like we're going to get into some weird places. And that's, that's again, just very attractive to me. It was very much too like the first comic that I remember reading that was dealing with the idea of, you know, so the X-Men are really defined by angst. You know, it's like, hey, you're incredibly attractive. You have super cool powers, but somehow this is you know the worst curse in the world. You know, sometimes it's you know rogue or cyclops. It's bad for them. But you look at somebody like Colossus, and it's like, how is this so bad? You know, and this is the first comic that plays with the idea, like, no, in this world where people already respect superheroes, this would be commodified, and there would be mutants who just wanted to be famous, and shallow, shitty reality TV mutants. Yeah, uh, is what we're getting. You know, and they, uh, but it's not, uh, the thing that I think makes it work is it's not a very cynical comic. Like they end up, they're real characters. Like they're kind of shitty and they're kind of shallow, but they are trying their best. And there are stories that deal with them actually grappling with, uh, heroics, like being a hero, uh, during this, they don't make big speeches about it. There's always this little bit of a shield of irony to it, but it's, it's got heart as well. So. Uh, I'm extremely excited to reread it. I have read it many times over. Um, so. Remind people out there and also your co-host uh, what 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 yes. exact issues that they, they will need to be reading before they listen to or host this podcast. <laughs> Do you remember yep. off the top of your I, head? Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. So X-Force 116 okay. is the beginning of this. Uh, there are just a few issues of X-Force uh, where, it, where it's 
before it cuts over to being ecstatics. Cool. Just so. just wanted to throw it out there for people because I think all of it is on um whatchamacallit? Marvel Unlimited. Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. So Yeah. It sh- it shows up whenever they do a um like these are the quirky stories that you may have overlooked things. Um I collected this as it came out as well. Uh so I have definitely have like a feeling of uh like I remember what it was like to respond to these and what people were thinking of them. Like this was a big hit when this came out. Um it's around the new X-Men, you know, time. Uh so this was in 2001 when this started. So this is part of the Grant Morrison push, you know, yeah. for for things. But people were really like this didn't look like or feel like anything else that had been done. And Peter Milligan is a really inconsistent writer, but when he's good, he's so good. Yeah, yeah. I'm so. I'm excited. I read some of this. Um I read like maybe the first five or ten issues or something, um like a year or two ago. Like when well, I think right when we were first starting doing comic books, when we started the new X Men run. Mm-hmm. Um and really, really enjoyed it and was like, We're gonna cover this for the podcast. <laughs> I can already tell. Like that's gonna happen yep. one day. So yeah. So I waited. So a lot of this is going to be all brand new to me. So like, I haven't read this. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't have the association that Gary does. So it's going to be a lot of fun going through it for the first time and getting to talk about it. So I hope you guys are excited about it as well. I'm really excited for you to react to some of the designs uh, that are just for like throw off characters. This introduces the idea of there being like farm leagues of like mutants who are just like fucking wild who want to get recruited for these teams. And they're all really weird. Like good shit, man. Mike Allred does really imaginative, goofy looking mutants really well. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, I so, am too. Uh, Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be back. Yeah. And if you've never read it before, you know, give it a chance. If you have read it and you don't like it, uh, I'm going to do my best to try to convince you why this is cool. Yeah. Uh, and if you uh, still decide you don't like it, you can spite me on Patreon. What if I decide that so. I don't like it? It'll make it a really rough, uh, you know, I respect you more than I care about comics. Okay. Uh, so if it, it came down to it and you're like, Hey, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, I would respect that. And we'd move on to something different. Oh man. What if, uh, but it would be difficult. That would be a weird, that'd be a weird convo of me being like, Hey, this thing that you really like, I, I, I can't, I'm sorry. I just can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't read it. <laughs> I can't do it. Like, you know, I just, I can't push through it. Like it's, it's light and breezy, but not light and breezy enough. You know, it's you a, know? it's an interesting gotta, thing where like, I think in a situation like that, where I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be the guy that is like, I hate this and I want to make fun of it on the podcast with you. Like I'll still do it as long as I get to yeah. like trash it. Like I wouldn't want to be that guy. I'd be like, maybe we should just do something, anything else. But yeah, which is why yeah. we don't announce these things super early. Like we announce that we, we wait <laughs> for a while to make sure both of us kind of yeah, dig yeah. it. So I just think, yeah, yeah. awkward conversations, yeah. fun times. And it's not like, you know, I am coming out of the, the gates really swinging for this. It's not like there aren't issues that are less than other issues. Sure. You know, and it definitely has like a tone that you have to kind of get on board with, you know, uh, at, at some point, like, so for example, the kind of thing that happens is, uh, they had a story planned where princess die, uh, comes back to life because she was a mutant and she joins the team and they had to change it. They made her into a different thing. Cause they didn't, they, you know, editorial was like, well, you can't have princess die. Join the team. <laughs> I like but that when, noise that she made. Editorial was like, whoa. but when like when you know it's it's princess die it's very funny because this character like walks around being like my favorite charity is landmines and stuff (laughs) that's very fucking funny (laughs) that's a good ass joke there's a there's a five issue thing where they fight the avengers that is like extremely funny where uh one of the main characters has to wear a suit because he's too sensitive and uh he fights iron man but it's in this uh nudist colony 
where they think it's holy to be naked. So they both to respect the locals take off their suits <laughs> uh, and they have to, they have to fight naked and it's both of these suit based heroes without suits. And like, it's a, you know, Mr. Sensitive, like hitting spots on Tony that are pressure points that activate his heart uh, to make it. And then him throwing grass at Mr. Sensitive, which feels like blades. Perfect. Because yeah. his, his skin super is super good. sensitive. It's very funny. Uh, funny ass comic. I'm excited. So, we're going to, we're going to have a good time yeah. with this one. I, I have, I feel it in my gut. Um, thank yeah. you everybody for listening. We very much appreciate it. If you want to support the show, patreon.com slash duck TV is the best place to do it. Second best is telling your friends. Uh, third best is patreon.com slash stuck TV. That's right. It's on there twice. It's weird how that works. Yep. Um, <laughs> exactly. It's a sandwich. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a weird support sandwich. That's that's support sandwich. And be careful where you yep, eat it's it. Like a small. See you next time. <laughs> Good night. Good night.